Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Stan Bunker. I'm Susan Lee Taylor. The uproar over last week's sandwich-eating arrest on BART, which has gone viral on social media, shows no sign of dying down. The incident prompted an apology from the head of BART, and now the BART Police Union is demanding an apology of its own. KCBS's Matt Bigler joins us with more details. Matt? Susan, this all started last week when BART passenger Steve Foster was eating a sandwich while waiting for the BART train at the Pleasant Hill platform. He was approached by a BART police officer and told that what he was doing was illegal. I'm not resisting arrest. You are resisting I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. He also cursed at the officer and was cuffed and cited. The video has now been viewed over a million times on Facebook and Twitter, and it sparked outrage by some who see the arrest as racially motivated. Foster is black and the officer is white. Yesterday, BART General Manager Bob Powers issued a statement apologizing to the passenger. But BART writer PJ tells me this morning the officer did the right thing. It doesn't matter who it is. You shouldn't eat on BART. I mean, just plain and simple. Now, over the weekend, at least a dozen people, including BART director Janice Lee, staged an eat-in on BART in protest of the sandwich standoff. BART's police union, as you mentioned, is criticizing Director Lee's participation in the eat-in, saying that she was, quote, advocating lawlessness outside the Embarcadero BART station, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Thanks, Matt. Sonoma County today beginning the cleanup of hazardous materials left behind by the Kincaid Fire. KCBS reporter Holly Kwan joining us to report the county doesn't want homeowners to be rummaging around in the rubble without proper protection. Holly? Yes, Dan, it's called the burn footprint. It's a site where a home or a building once stood and you can tell there are still toxins on a site. You can smell the burned plastic, see the scorched paint cans, hear the collapse of walls, some with asbestos siding. That's why the county is going in at no cost to the homeowner and collecting old batteries, pesticides, ammunition, things that are toxic, corrosive, or could still explode. County Supervisor James Gore says it's a familiar routine. It's something they did after the wine country fires of 2017. We don't reinvent things. We go and, 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 and go right after it and try and cut out uh, you know, um, all the problem areas that we had to learn from on the fly. The hazmat cleanup should take three weeks and then homeowners can bring in their own contract to start hauling away debris, but not until the county health department deems that it's safe. Now, what's striking is that there's a lot of this information on the Sonoma County website under Recover, and under that, there are three different disasters to click on, the 2017 fires, the 2019 Russian River flood, and then the Kincaid fire. Holly Kwan, KCBS. Thanks, Holly. PG&E now reportedly offering wildfire victims a $13.5 billion settlement. Bloomberg's reporting that the utility boosted its previously proposed $8.4 billion offer after a rival group, hoping to lead the reorganization of PG&E, agreed to pay the victims nearly $5 billion more. This new offer from PG&E would match what the group led by Pacific Invest Management and Elliott Management had said it would pay. PG&E officials tell KPIX5 the utility is committed to working with the victims to fairly and reasonably resolve their claims. Workers at UC campuses plan to walk off the job tomorrow. KCBS's Melissa Colross tells us that strike will affect two campuses here in the Bay Area. Patient care and service workers at UCSF and UC Berkeley are among the thousands expected to participate in the one-day strike on Wednesday. Todd Stenhouse with AFSME Local 3299, the union representing the workers, 
says they're deeply concerned about what they see as a pattern of behavior on the part of the university. The allegations deal with the university's secretive efforts to unilaterally expand its outsourcing of what were once UC jobs to private contractors. The union has filed six charges related to job outsourcing, and Stenhouse says this is significant for many reasons, including the fact that UC is the state's third largest employer. What they do or don't do has a profound effect on economic inequality and on the livability of California communities. Seven other campuses are expected to be impacted by the strike. Melissa Call Ross, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying play KCBS Radio.